down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, three. I think ESPN had you 17th. Are there, Word? Yeah. Good. are there 16 players in the league that are more impactful than you? Probably so. Probably about 25 of them. So I get in where I fit in. I'm not worried about it. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. On today's episode, we are going to be reviewing the Sacramento Kings offseason. The Kings last year finished 12th in the Western Conference with a record of 30-52. and 52. So it continued the longest playoff drought currently in the NBA, um, 17 years and running for the Sacramento Kings. They didn't really show any progression uh, from the previous year, they did make this big midseason trade with the Indiana Pacers, with the centerpieces being Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heel going to Indiana and Sabonis coming back to the Kings. And over the offseason, here are the moves the Kings made. So they added Ken Bazemore as a free agent. They signed Quinn Cook, Matt Deladova. They then signed... Um, Malik Monk in free agency and then their big draft pick was Keegan Murray drafted with the fourth overall pick and then they also signed Casey Okapla from the Miami Heat and then they also did make a big trade with the Hawks where they acquired Kevin Herter they did give up a first round pick in that process but I thought Herter is the type of player that you should uh, or it is okay to give a first round pick for and we'll talk about him in a little bit as well the players they lost in free agency, they lost Dante DiVincenzo to the Warriors. Maurice Harkless was part of the Kevin Herter trade as well as Justin Holiday. They lost Josh Jackson, Damian Jones, and Jeremy Lamb. He's still unsigned, so it's unclear if he'll be coming back, but um, we'll have to see. So let's talk about the Kings offseason. The first move that they made, and this was on draft night, was the drafting of Keegan Murray. So the draft, everyone, pretty much most mock drafts had them slotted to draft Jaden Ivey with this pick. They thought the first three would be some combo of Bancaro, Chabari Smith, and Chet Holmgren. And then the draft really started at four with what the Sacramento is going to do. And they drafted Keegan Murray, where everyone thought they would go for Jaden Ivey. And I assume the thought process here is that they already have De'Aaron Fox, they just traded Halliburton, you, you know, to kind of reduce the clutter with their lead ball handlers. And so that's why they maybe said, we got to get Keegan Murray instead of um, Jaden Ivey to, again, they just reduce this clutter with the lead ball handlers. By drafting Ivey and having a team with Fox, you again create that same scenario. And ultimately, it just shows that the Kings believe in Fox, they trust in Fox, and that's who they want to lead their franchise. The other big move that they made this offseason was Kevin Herter. So they shipped out Holiday, Maurice Harkless, and a first-round pick to acquire Kevin Herter. And, you know, everyone thought, wow, the Kings are giving up a first-round pick. And it's a Kings pick in a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 17 years. The pick is lightly protected. But, so the thing with Kevin Herter was he was in the 2018 draft. He signed to a four-year extension last year, and he's just about to start that extension. So he's under team control for four more years. He signed a four-year, $60 million contract. So at $15 million annually, I think that's going to look like a bargain for Kevin Herter because 
The cap is going to spike in a couple of years with the new TV deal, and $15 million may be the mid-level exception. And you're going to get Herder for at the back end, for two years on the back end with the new TV money. That contract is going to look amazing and, and as a bargain for the Kings. And, you know, they have a great... He's, Kevin Herter is shown that he can play, be a complementary player to a lead ball handler because he has played with Trey Young. He knows how to spot up. He knows how to play off of the star player. And he's only 24 years old, so you're really going to get Herter what you would think was going to be the start of his prime. And, yeah, there may not be much improvement that Herter's going to make, but he's the type of player that teams with uh, ball-dominant players like Fox, you need guys like Herter who can play off the ball. And then, really, the other big move for the Kings in this offseason uh, was the signing of Malik Monk. They signed him pretty early on in free agency. They used their full mid-level exception on him. And uh, good pay payday for Monk. He signed a minimum last year and then to get the mid-level exception. I thought that was a great move by for Monk and for the Kings. Another player who could play off the ball. He showed that he could play with LeBron last year off of him. And uh, spot up shooting, coming off screens. Uh, again, he's someone that he was drafted in 2017. So he's only five years into the league. Also young, just like Herder. And he's the type of player that you want on these teams. So... Going into this season for the Kings, a team that has not made the playoffs for 17 years, what are the big questions for them? Number one is, what is what is De'Aaron Fox? So he was drafted in 2017 with the fifth overall pick. And he came into the year, um, his rookie year was so-so. But then in 18-19, his second season, he really took a leap. He showed an improvement in shooting. And everyone is like, wow, imagine if the Lakers had taken Fox at two instead of Lonzo, um, how different they would have looked. Star, I mean, Fox really looked like a star in the making and a perennial all-star, all-NBA team player. But after that second year, that seemed to be, it, the leap hasn't been in a, a similar like growth year by year. It kind of stagnated. He didn't have a linear growth pattern. Um, and we haven't seen improvements in defense from Fox, improvements in shooting. Again, some of it that could be that maybe he, with it, uh, the backcourt always being cluttered, you know, he had Buddy Heald, he had Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, you know, so he was always competing for touches. Maybe he just needs a, the team to say, here, here's the ball, here's the franchise, go lead us. And maybe that's what Fox needed, and we'll see what he shows us this year. The other thing for the, the Kings is anytime you give up a player like, Tyrese Halliburton in the second year of his rookie deal. That's that is a risky move. Um, you know, Halliburton showed so much promise. A lot of people thought they should have chosen Halliburton over Fox, and I I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, he's Halliburton is cheaper. He hasn't signed his ma Fox is on a max. He signed a max five year extension, so he's way more expensive. Halliburton still is on his rookie deal. You would think there's a lot more room for growth. And I would have picked Halliburton over Fox, but hey, this is the direction the Kings chose. And I think really for the Kings, if you're, they, we've seen this so many times where they've had changes in management, changes in coaching. They just keep pivoting. They, if they make a plan, they don't stick to it. And that's really the problem for the Kings, uh, whether it's coming from ownership, maybe Vivek Ranadive is applying pressure to make impulsive moves. It's unclear why, but the Kings, they don't stick to a plan. So they've chosen Fox over Halliburton, stick to it and build around him. And then the other question for the Kings is, 
is Sabonis. I mean, you know, I, I, I like Sabonis. He's an all-star player. I, I don't know if he could be the second best player on a, a team that can make a run in the playoffs. I think he's more of a number three. On this Kings team, he is going to be a number two. And Sabonis is also a guy, I mean, he's always played with Miles Turner, uh, a cluttered front court. Maybe not the ideal pairing, Sabonis and uh, Turner. And now the Kings kind of, he won't have that with the Kings. But at the same time, Sabonis is a, is a negative defender. He always had Miles Turner backing him in Indiana to cover uh, his weaknesses as a, shot, uh, as a shot blocker. And so here, he's expected to be the starting five. And he doesn't have a player like Turner who's going to cover his weaknesses. Is that going to be bringing out the the negatives more? Or is it going to pronounce it more than what we didn't see in Indiana? That's going to be an interesting question. But I do think one thing the Kings did right this offseason was the hiring of Mike Brown. Uh, we know that Mike Brown, he's not the most innovative offensive mind. But he even when he coached the LeBron teams... The one thing he does well is he comes up with a defensive game plan. He coaches it well, and his teams are always solid on defense. Again, he's that, those are teams that were led by LeBron James. Uh, he also coached Kobe and the Lakers for a year. I thought that team, again, had Kobe, Gasol, Bynum. So, you know, that also maybe helped to why he had a good defense. Is he going to be able to coach this Kings team on defense and get them to buy in and play good defense? Because if they become a, let's say, a top 15 defensive team, you look at the offensive potential for this team. Let's go through their depth chart. So the starters, let's say it's going to be De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Keegan Murray, and, and Sabonis. There is, and then their backups are Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Terrence Davis, Trey Lyles, Rashawn Holmes. There is some flexibility here. So maybe Holmes is the starting center and Sabonis is the starting four. And then you bring Keegan Murray or Harrison Barnes off the bench. You could always swap Herter and Monk based on who's playing better. And... Terrence Davis and Trey Lyles, I think they're solid backup wings. Um, nothing to get super excited about, but you know that they're they're going to fill in their roles and they're going to play. So the Kings, I mean, offensively they have a lot of potential. I mean, De'Aaron Fox, star. If he if he buys in, if he improves his sh- shooting, we know Herder and Monk can bring shooting again. And then, really, what's going to be interesting to see is Davion Mitchell is not going to be the backup point guard on this team. He's gonna is he gonna be able to come off the bench, provide the spark? Uh, maybe this is the role he needs to be in. Now that they've gotten rid of two of the guards, Beald and Halliburton, now it's just Fox and Mitchell really as the lead ball handlers on this team. Maybe this they finally reduced all the clutter, and they have Mike Brown, a defensive coach. If he can get this team to buy in on defense, they already have so much offensive potential, so they don't have to be the greatest defensive team in the world. The Kings are always a team that maybe sound exciting on paper. They have talent on paper, but for some reason, it just never seems to translate on court. And, uh, you know, we saw it in Summer League this year. Sacramento Kings fans coming off the Summer League game. They're chanting 40 wins. You know, that's <laughs> that. the expectations are very low in Sacramento. You know, 40 wins can maybe even get the fans excited. But ah, the West is just so competitive. There's so many good teams. I think we're looking at best case scenario for the Kings to maybe sneak into one of those nine or 10 seeds. And then in a play-in scenario, one game, anything can happen. But just given how competitive the West is, that's really, I think, what the best case scenario for the Kings is. But given how the last 17 years have gone, I think ownership, management, players, fans, everyone will take that, even the ninth or 10th seed, because it's an upward trajectory, something to maybe get excited about.
And that's it for today's pod. Till next time. Bye. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod and check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.